talking Tesla. Talking Tesla. Tesla. I'm not sure if like my foot should be on the brake or the accelerator. They put rings on Elon. It must be some sort of geometrical algorithm. I don't really need to touch the steering wheel there, Tom. Oh, I'm sure there's some math. So SpaceX, <laughs> here's the deal. Um, landing a rocket on a drone ship is key. Charger, 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 <laughs> charger. How am I expected to drive a car without autopilot? Safely. Charger, charger, charger. <laughs> you know, I'm not a good parker, Tom. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah. I just think that this is a car company that is run by super geeks. All the other cars are going to be stupid cars compared to this car. You don't even have to I remember that. You've got a Model X. I have seen the future, and it is light pole charging. No, I wouldn't call it a screw-up. Do you like your Model X? God, it's beautiful. This is Talking Tesla 163, which probably means something in the world of numerology, but I don't know what it is. It would mean that we've there was recorded and others? put into these people's ears at least 300 hours yeah. of talk. And Mel has probably done 163 of the Elon Talking Dailies, part of the Talking Tesla the network, talking of shows. network of shows. It's a network of shows. <laughs> yeah, we haven't actually numbered those, but they have, they're not numbering those. They're, they're numbered by date. They're best forgotten. Usually. Yeah. <laughs> often, <laughs> sometimes incorrectly. <laughs> sometimes they'll say Thursday. He'll say, hey, this is Thursday, well, and it'll be you know, when Mel Wednesday. does go to, you know, places like yeah. Sydney or Melbourne, yeah. the day is different. That's right. right? I didn't line. say which country. That's I'm an international true. man of mystery. That's right. He could be in, you he in, could be in Nairobi. I mean, That's I don't right. know. It's I don't even know. Is Tuesday, I, November 3rd, somewhere, mate. And then I go and start the show. Uh, all right. And when he gets on the star hopper and he's on his way to Mars, then the days are going to be all f***ed up. Completely effed. Yeah. yeah. How do days work in space, Robert? Do you know? I, I guess it depends on whose calendar you agree. There's no rules yet, I don't think. But, you know, there's a whole specialty of space law that I watched a lecture on. Mm-hmm. Fascinating and deadly boring at the same time. <laughs> space law, Yoda's like a Supreme Court judge. <laughs> <laughs> hey, has it been hot lately? It's hot in this room. Uh, you know, yesterday, day before, it was 90-something degrees here in I know. October and November, where are we? It's November. November. And this yeah. morning when I woke up, there was fog in Santa Monica all the way down to the street level. And I couldn't believe it. I looked the the humidity was 78%. I was like, great, this is terrible for wildfires. And then the fog cleared, and there's all this smoke in the air from the fires in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. So there's still fires going on. I was in the Hollywood Farmer's Market. That mar- that may be the remnants of the Getty Fire that you're dealing with. No, no there was a new one yesterday. I there was were over two, there. actually. Oh, interesting. Yeah, the Barham Fire. I and saw there's that another one. one. Yeah. And I looked out yesterday after, no, I guess it was yesterday morning, and there was this smoke column and then this big cloud of disper- dispersing smoke up high. I was at Travel Town. Oh, yes. In Griffith Park, Griffith where Park. they have all the old trains. Yes. There's for the, the Barham fire right there. Picture and uh, we were, it was right there. It just like started while we we're there at Travel Town. I didn't do it. Were you on the, were you on the, did you go to the Griffith Park steamers as well? No, we it's just different. did Travel Town. Travel we just Town's did the fun, one. but I like the steamers. Those I hadn't been fun. there since my son was little, so I yeah. took the Kenyan kids and they lost their minds. We're going yeah. on a little train. And you go like around the corner and uh-huh. there's the carousel, the Griffith Park carousel, carousel. is yeah, also very yeah. fun as well. I should have gone with you. That would have been great fun. It but these good. wildfires, they yes, just back to the show. scare the piss out of me. I was at work. Do they really? Last Monday. They scare the piss out of me. And I'm at work, and I heard somebody say fire. 
and I'm in a little hospital. and mm-hmm. A lot of and oxygen and other things. What fire? And they said, oh, if you go outside and look just over the ridge, you can see the glow. So I went outside. I looked just over the ridge. There was a glow and there was a faint gray cloud because it was just maybe 15 minutes after sunset. And sure enough, there was a fire, the uh, Maria fire that started in in Somas, which is this small town north of the 101 freeway. I was in Camarillo. Anyway, it started at like this, this uh, what do they call those, a antenna farm mm-hmm. and some power cord came loose or something and somehow the power started the fire and within a few minutes the thing was rolling and i put a picture here that i took wow. from the freeway of this fire as i was escaping Kidding work <laughs> well they were fully staffed and they were all equipped to handle whatever they didn't need me anymore my day was over but that was crazy wow so uh but it's not gonna things aren't worse because California's always had fires, so things are just the same, right? Yeah, exactly. This this fellow, I can't remember his name and I will leave him out of it anymore, but basically sent me an email that said, I've lived in California, there's always fires, it's part of the natural life cycle. But I went quickly to the Atlantic and there was a great article about California wildfires are five hundred percent larger than they were in the past. And it says, in the past decade, we have seen half of the state's 10 largest wildfires and seven of its 10 most destructive fires, including the campfire last year. Uh, His argument was that, well, people are living in the fire zone more. That's true. They're building more. They're they're expanding out. And that these fires are going to obviously destroy more. But uh, in reality, the fires are larger. They consume more acreage. Yes, they do more, quote, damage because people are building houses where they didn't before. But still, the fires are worse. And they go on uh, to look at the potential future. And just to get to the end of this, they said that the future is looking grim. Simulations show that in the 2070s, you have individual years where a quarter to a half of all the forested area in California is burning. And essentially, there won't be any more forests in Northern California because of the fires by 50 years from now. That is... I mean, that's a so depressing. I've heard the same amount of speculation. No, it's not speculation. It's called science. It's called modeling. They did the same thing in Australia. It's the same thing. It's like these fires, each degree of warming, you get you're on the exponential part of the curve. Right. And but I haven't heard that you're 50% of the time all the forests will be on fire. No, 50% of the forests will be on fire in any given year. Which Holy means that hell. after a couple of well, years, like there will be mo- no more forests. And they project that these forested areas, like Mendocino uh, and all up and down the coast, Monterey, will convert into grasslands like the lower part of the state has, change the economy completely. Uh, there probably won't be as much good land to grow marijuana. So oh, if you what? like smoking bud, you're in trouble. Yeah, we can grow that indoors. It's fine. Don't worry. Don't you fret none. <laughs> lights that are powered by coal. Whatever. Yeah, it is. Hey, man. It is. That's medicine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it says here that since the early 70s, summers in Northern California have warmed by about two and a half degrees Fahrenheit on average. And each degree of warming causes way more fire than the previous degree of warming. And it's a big deal. You know, I always explain this to people. When you talk about global warming of 1.5 degrees or 2 degrees, that's an average across the entire planet. Mm -hmm. There are areas 
on the planet, which will be way higher than that, 10 degrees or more higher than that. And that's Celsius, which is... Which is more, more. than Fahrenheit. Yeah. So it's just, it's upsetting. Because Mel only thinks in Celsius. He can't even think in Fahrenheit. Can't even think in nine Fahrenheit. nine-fifths more. I was in Denver and it was uh, minus 15 degrees Celsius. And I know that when Celsius and Fahrenheit cross in the cool parts, <laughs> your bits are cold. And my bits were freezing. Yeah. It was very snowy. It was upsetting. I even threw in here a tweet that I got from uh, the fire service in, was it New South Wales? Yes. In Australia. Austria. And they, they said that at uh, on 11-7 at uh, 10 in the morning, or no, sorry, at 5.30 in the afternoon, there were 96 fires burning across the state. 57 had not yet been contained. 17 were in an emergency warning status, and uh, they, were, they were calling out, ouch. If you're He's, still uh, listening to this show and you haven't been completely depressed by these two, I, I just like to depress two you folks, a bit there's more, more coming. There's more. <laughs> Let me just tell you a little bit more about these fires. There's now so many simultaneous fires. It used to be if there was a fire in Ventura, then they'd get the Ventura firefighters and they'd get the yeah. Kern County mm-hmm. firefighters and they'd get the Santa Barbara and they'd all come and help. But now these fire chiefs are saying, like, we can't afford to do that anymore because there's basically fires everywhere all the time. Yeah. So we can't send crews somewhere else because there's a really good chance that one's going to break out in our back garden. Yeah. So it's now you really stretch the number of firefighters uh, smaller and you can't do these mass events because they've got to stay home. And that also stretches the planes and helicopters for dropping that support those guys that are on the ground. So... All in all, pretty bad. So I we're did, pretty much screwed. I did get to That's see fun. something really cool in relation to this. Okay. When the Getty fire was full blast yeah. and I was driving to work up the coast route, mm-hmm. I saw these two big planes drop down to the ocean mm, off I the love coast that. Isn't that cool? and scoop up water. I watched Super scoopers. Yeah, sequentially they were dropping, I guess, seawater on mm-hmm. the on the fires. And the Getty fire, I don't know if you guys knew this, the Getty Center itself has a one million gallon reservoir to protect itself. It just wets like itself. On the, Can you say that on with the your property. pinky pointed at your lips? One <laughs> million gallons. Oh, let's do another fire story. I was out playing golf and I was playing up uh, just locally here at Tierra Rajada. And uh, the fires had just been through there. Yeah. And, you know, they dropped this pink stuff called Foschek. And I think it's a conspiracy to turn the earth into Mars because it's red and stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then when you feel it, it's thick. It's like Wh- a blanket. Why did you touch it? Well, my fingers now have this growth on them. I think it's cancer. <laughs> but why did you decide? Because I just it? wanted to see what does this stuff feel like. And uh, I guess it's to smother the flame so it's really thick and uh-huh. uh, Fire cancer producing. Maybe. Probably not because it's it in California. It can't be good because if you look around the hills here where they've dropped Foschek last year to stop the fire, guess which part it hasn't regrown? That where part? the Foschek where was. Where the Foschek was. And they're like, oh, it's fine. It's really fine. Like, uh, no. Yeah. So all these all these great, wonderful stories. But at least that... we've got an uplifting one about oil. <laughs> yeah. Remember that Keystone Pipeline? I love why that they, thing. Why do they call do... it Keystone? I mean, it's, that keystone. Me. it's the Keystone to our future. It's the Keystone Cops is what I always think of. Like oh. this farcical. Oh, that's Benny Hill. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like this farcical uh-huh. idea that you're gonna you're gonna dig up the world's dirtiest source of petro of fossil fuels, the tar sands of Alberta, mm-hmm. and Thanks, then Canadians, and then you're going to somehow 
semi-liquefy it with all of its impurities, Mm -hmm. pump it all the way down to Oklahoma where there are some refineries that aren't, I guess, getting enough oil from wherever they used to get oil. And they're going to, yeah, they're going to process it. And meanwhile, oh, wow, there's money on the table. (laughs) Meanwhile, uh, it's all going to go just fine. There's going to be no problems like um, leakage. Don't so much leakage. I know. I mean, as a physician, you it's always like an expect elderly man in a nursing home. I you mean, it is always expect home. leakage. Guys <laughs> <laughs> are killing me. This is the Keystone One pipeline. This isn't even the Keystone XL pipeline, which is slated to start being built soon. This yes. is just a little mini pipeline off to the side, and and it's twenty six hundred miles long. And and they didn't notice there was a minor reduction in pressure, so they were like, hey. Something must be wrong. Hey, wait a Let's second. Let's turn this thing off. <laughs> Let's get some more of that California stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, blame it on the weed. Always on the weed. <laughs> and then 9,000 barrels of oil leaked. Yep. 383,000 gallons covered 2,500 square yards of land. It's weird that it was only 2,500 square yards because usually these stories you talk about in square miles, but right. I guess it was small enough that they were like yards. But, but that's a big deal. But it was all over deal. wetlands. Yeah, which is not good. So the they birds don't, are screwed. They don't even know right now right they're they're just like going out there to check it out and see what's going on so if you have your salamander and you're living in this area it probably didn't go very well for you or another sort of amphibian and you know as the amphibians go the world goes what do you think what do you think the salamander is saying when they read the newspaper the new york times and they see california is burning all these you know bougie rich people up in bel-air are losing their houses what's the salamander saying as the keystone tar sands garbage is pouring out on them is he asking me what the salamander's doing <laughs> he he's wants reading to the do paper. your best salamander impersonation i would only go to oh, the oh you suckers see it's uh, all your fault see i was gonna go to the geico lizard uh <sighs> thing, but that's basically what you just did because he's english <laughs> <laughs> all right i don't know how to speak salamander <laughs> you know at least uh at least so I, at least we're uh-huh. not Spewing huge amounts of methane into the into the air. <laughs> At least we're not doing that, right? Wrong. Right, Wrong. Why, wah, wah, why, why wah. is the show starting like this? I don't know what <laughs> so is happening. So that it can get better. <laughs> okay. Because everybody listening to it uh-huh. is driving a car uh-huh. that is a little more inconvenient than. Other cars, you right? Okay, you have first to, off, you're making assumptions that the only people that listen to the show are people who drive Teslas, and some of those people are driving ICE vehicles. Some of those people are driving ICE vehicles with this Oklahoma gas refined in it. So if you're one of those people, that's your fault. That's on you. <laughs> the blood is on your hand. Well, this is sort of the inspiration moment to inspire those people who are still driving an ICE car uh-huh. to get off their ass, use Tom's code, right? It's yeah. November. That's right. It's my Laney code, Laney 9300. But it's really yeah. easier if you use a link that who knows whether or not you can get that posted or so not. So I'm sorry, Mr. Gardner, that has to carry around all your equipment. You have to buy a Model 3 and find a way to make it work. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Until we do a truck reveal on the 21st of November, you're out of luck and it's your problem. Yeah. Let's talk about the methane, though. So there's a massive increase in methane emissions that has been linked to the fracking of shale gas. Mm-hmm. The two absolutely merge in the climate record. Mm-hmm. It says here that uh, according to Robert Hawath, uh, that we know the increase is largely due to fossil fuel production. And this research suggests over half of it is from shale gas operations. And, you know, we 
we dog on Oklahoma and such, but a lot of this is happening right here in wonderful, sunny California. It's very true. In fact, not too far from where that persimmon came from, they're doing some fracking, Mm -hmm. which is really upsetting, and everybody's upset, but it doesn't seem to be going away, or at least it's not going away fast enough. And I think it's because we're all very hungry for the fossil fuel we like, the sub $4 a gallon gasoline in the uh, gas station. Here's something that really pissed me off, actually, the other day. A friend of mine was back east in the, the, the Massachusetts, which is where the Boston is, but he wasn't in the Boston, but he was in the Massachusetts. And gasoline was like two thirty a gallon there. Yep. Hmm. We're paying four plus here because we do all kinds of additives and try to make our gas as clean as possible, which who knows really what kind of impact that's actually having. But let's just assume it's having some kind of impact. But if it's only 2.30 back east, what would keep those people from continuing to buy F-150s and Dodge Rams and all the other big trucks and SUVs? You know what? A lot less. That'd be nothing. Nothing would keep them. Back in the day, the head of Ford, and I can't remember his name, said the U.S. should set gas prices at a minimum $5 a gallon. Yeah. Any difference between what it actually cost and, you know, that $5. How long ago was that? Years, like six years ago. It's like, because the problem with manufacturing in the U.S. is that when gas prices go up, Americans stop buying big cars. And when gas prices go down, Americans buy big cars. And in an industry which takes a long time to retool and re, it's a pain in the butt. He's like, why don't you just set it at five, collect all those taxes, build some roads and stuff, and then the manufacturers be able to build the right size car. Yeah. You get a lot of issues with that because it feels like a regressive tax for a lot of people who have to use their cars to drive and make money. And that becomes very difficult. So there are issues with all of these solutions. And we understand that, right? Economics, it's all tied together until we can get to a point where we're not so tied to these fossil fuels as a way to move our vehicles around, which, you know what? Honestly, I think we're getting there. We are getting there. We need to but hurry we up. Need a lot we more, need to go a faster. lot more help. So what more about <sighs> this fracking? So the big problem with methane increases because methane heats up the climate 80 times more yeah. than the equivalent amount of CO2. And and that's only in the first 20 years it's released in the atmosphere. And then it changes into CO2. So it's a double whammy for the yep. methane, and then it just sits in the environment. Or maybe it's an for 80 another, whammy. An 80 whammy. <laughs> and then it can last for hundreds of years. And, but, and they realized this because it, they thought maybe people were saying, oh, it's extra beef production and it's extra like wetlands and, right. and the tundra defrosting all over the place. But that has a different chemical footprint. And so they've been testing the actual chemical footprint, and it's different from the methane from cow burps, Mel. Right, not Thank the farts you. that Burp. you always thought it was. Yeah, it's the cow it's the burping. And but let me let me tell you that this article actually came from a listener uh-huh. who was correcting me, mm. saying, "Stop talking about car, cow farts." Talk about cow burps. And I sent them back a message and I said, mm-hmm. "Thank you very much. I respect you greatly, but farts are much more funny." It's much funnier. Farts yeah. are but always funnier. The important than part of this is when the oil and gas industry is saying we're uh, transitioning to clean gas and we're the transition thing to the renewable future and clean gas. Uh, the uh, analysis by a number of people is that after you add in the methane leaks and the methane leaks that they don't even know about that occur all the time, is that it might not be any cleaner than freaking coal. So just again, we need to accelerate past gas and go straight to renewables because this stuff is also a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. And also, while we're at it, mm-hmm. get an electric stove. Get an electric oh, water so heater. Get an electric heater for your it's house. It's called the total electrification. This is uh, the energy show. Go listen to it. 
It's a really great show. Is that Barry Cinnamon's Barry show? Barry Cinnamon's show, and ah. it's about the total electrification of your house. You do have to put up a couple more solar panels, and the biggest thing is a lot of people like to cook with gas because they have this idea that somehow <laughs> it's better. They like Guilty. Fart. Yeah. As charged. But I will induction. Induction. Induction will work and I would adapt to get electric if I had to. And yeah. I, I have cooked with electric. It's not quite as genosic as like adjustable in my opinion, right. but it's good. Like mm-hmm. you can make it work. It just takes like anything, you just get used to it. Couldn't right? we have somebody create, and maybe this already exists, uh-huh. a better electric stove. Instead of having like one big, slowly changing temperature surface, mm-hmm. have a lot of micro surfaces so that you turn on a couple, turn them off. Turn on a couple or five more, turn them off. You could much more quickly adapt and uh, heat up. I think we just need a technological change mm-hmm. that will win over gas. Like LED lights, right? People said, oh, by LED, they don't look like the old-fashioned nice lights. Now they make them with these filaments mm-hmm. that have a nice orange glow. They're I, wonderful. They can light them up any way you want. They I have some it. lovely LEDs, uh, like chandelier-style bulbs mm-hmm. in one of my ceiling fans, and they look lovely. They look spectacular. The light is uh, very good quality, and I like it very Wonderful. Much. The beautiful thing about having a power wall and being able to constantly, obsessively look at what your power usage mm-hmm. Um it's amazing how when you change to LEDs, how much energy you save and how much electric stoves actually suck energy, but not for a long time, but for right. a, as they're turning on. So I don't know about it, whether induction is a lot more efficient than pure sort of I don't know. That was the electric. problem in England, right? They challenged the, the English grid every single morning when everybody wakes up and turns, and turns the kettle on, the, on. Turns on the key kettle. Yeah. The kettle is amazing. You can tell on the power when the kettle gets turned on. Right. That thing spike. sucks. The electric, are you talking about an electric tea electric kettle? Electric kettle. Yeah. And that only does it for a minute or two, but you're like, dang, right. that kettle is... And like, if everybody like does it a car. at like 7.30 in the morning, you mm-hmm. can take down the grid. I used to have the Model 3 plugged Great. in on an outside circuit and the kettle on the same circuit. Mm-hmm. And if the car was charging and then I turned the kettle on, I'd blow the switch. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't do both at once. Wonderful. Wonderful. So in response to all of these downer stories about methane and Mm -hmm. fracking and wildfires and all the leakage of Keystone oil, what can we do? What can we do? We can buy an EV. Yes, we can. That's one of the things we can do. That would save a lot. You could also buy carbon offsets for all your air travel. That would put you so much closer to neutral. You know what Greta says about that Biggest step. Uh Uh-oh. Greta who? Greta Greta the young lady. Greta, Greta, yeah. The climate Uh, activist. There's been a lot of discussion because I think she started the conversation about getting carbon offsets and stuff. And then a number of activists said, these don't work. There's only one way to reduce carbon, and that is to reduce the amount you spew into the air. Don't be fooled by carbon offsets. I'm very confused about carbon offsets. I've talked about them. I really want to buy carbon offsets for those things that I can't stop doing, like flying airplanes. But it's not clear which ones you should do and if they work. And like Greta's saying now, it's like, just reduce your carbon footprint. That's the most important thing. It's back to the three R's. Mm -hmm. Reduce, Mm -hmm. reuse, recycle. recycle. And plant a ton of trees that will then get burnt down and turned into grassland. Or maybe the companies that are doing whatever they're doing with their carbon offsets, building trees, building trees, building trees. planting we trees, whatever that. whatever that situation is, maybe those companies should just go through and they can start subsidizing electric vehicles or an electric charging infrastructure of some sort and build out that way. I Sounds wonderful, Tom. Yeah. You know, Very uh, Pollyanna. From your ears. No, from your mouth to their ears. I was telling a friend of mine about the company and how much money we spend on getting people solar panels and getting them into electric cars. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, 
something. I'm trying to do something. We talked I'm about that on a recent frankly show. Panicked, waiting for someone else to do it. Yeah, is a recipe for disaster. You know, Joel Sepp asked me uh, about Model Three. Who? Joel Sepp, who the president? The president. Oh, Sorry, the president. About whether a 450 mile Model S would get me to get an S or a three. Yeah, I, I said, look, your... I'm so. Oh, you're killing me. But that's, there'll be a $50,000 difference, and that $50,000 will get you a couple of power walls and another big solar array. So that's probably the way you should go. It'd be cool if that, you know, we had the power wall in the studio here. I mean, in the Model S, could, we, we could like, get one today we could, with we 373 like, miles of range. So you're really, we're not, and that's at 100 kilowatt hour battery. We're not that far off. That 120 is likely... 450 is going to be, right, going to be right in the but ballpark. I'm not getting, I don't I'm think it's going to be 450, right? Because it's going to be it's about a, a fifth more. There's going to add a bit of weight. Uh, it's going to 20%. It'd be four. It'll be right at 410, I would imagine. Uh, Maybe more. It's a lot it's better solid. than the first edition of the Tesla, right? What did the first Tesla have? 250? Yeah, this. Are you talking well, about no. the forty? Well, they had the forty, right? They had the forty S. There right? was a forty, which was, was really a sixty, and we have a sixty. And then there was the seventy-five. Mm-hmm. No, that came later, sixty, and then it jumped to ninety. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at right now the ninety. Oh, it says software update is ready to install. I'm going <gasps> to so install exciting. that. Okay. Well, you had an eighty-five as well. I had, I'm sorry, it was, was an eighty-five. Right, it's an eighty-five. My bad. So the eighty-five right now is sitting on the charger at ninety percent, two hundred fourteen miles. That was amazing breakthrough, right? Mm-hmm. The leaf was less than a hundred. No, I had a first generation leaf. It was sixty. It was really forty. Yeah, yeah. I love that car, but its range was. And my terrible. buddy has one of those, and he's on his second battery, and now he's still getting around forty. And I bought the first edition of the plug-in Prius, and it was supposed to be fifteen. Guess what it is right now? Five, eight. <laughs> yeah. So all those super disappointing cars. We've got great cars. Teslas are awesome. Yeah. Go Tesla. How about we talk about Tesla for a change? Yeah, let's, let's talk about Tesla. I just got the update. I got the update that said it's I've got a Model 3, and it's a 2019.36.1, and this is the 5% power increase. Power increase. So we were talking about whether it's power oomph or power um, range. range. Right. And then Elon said range. Um, he was talking about, you know, the new Teslas will get, uh, this will increase the range by 5%. But I went out to my Model 3 after I got this, and I charged right. it almost completely all the way up, and it was only at 310. It did not look like there was another 12 miles in that puppy, but I guess I just have to do that experiment again and f- charge it all the way up. And yeah. the current long-range 3 that you can buy on the Tesla website is 322 miles of yeah. range. So These are great numbers. Big I mean, numbers, yeah. This is like... I don't know what the average is in the most popular, like 10 cars sold, like something listed on Consumer Reports, what the average range is on all of those cars. Uh-huh. But I don't think it's that much larger. I mean, like the Prius. Larger than, uh, than Prius, Tesla. Like, uh, like 300, miles. 320 miles. The are, range. Are you talking about range in terms of the gas cars range yes. is what you're talking about? I, I was confused. I mean, maybe it goes up to 420, but most people but don't even need it. I think that's we're not at a relevant place. because, again, like the difference is that you can get gas anywhere in two minutes, right? Like that's range is irrelevant. Like you could, if you had a gas car that only get, got you 150 miles of range, no one would care because they know they can fuel up anywhere. As long as there's no wildfires and the power hasn't been well, shut off because of fear of wildfires. Right, but, but again, I read a great article about that. Um, <laughs> trying to compare apples and, and rocks. My just friend now. <laughs> drove my Model 3 and she's like, I want to get one of these. She drove it and was like, uh-huh. okay, 
I've been thinking about an electric car and she drove it around and went zipping. She's like, oh, mm-hmm. we're done here. Yes. The one thing I'm worried about is what about now California has all these power outages? What am I going to do? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what happens to your gas car when the power goes out? And she's like, what do you mean? How do you think they pump the gas into your car? She's like, right. oh, I didn't think of that. <laughs> and then there was a story of this lady who was during the fires, had Tesla Powerwalls, Tesla Solar, and a Model 3, and all of her friends around her had no electricity, no gas, and she was shuffling them around and moving them out of the at-risk area and coming back and f- filling up with the power right. wall. It's very compelling in California right now to have solar plus battery. There's a, there's a gynecologist at work who sought me out in the emergency room. Sorry for the deviation. Mm-hmm. He came, like, he's looking for me. I heard he's looking for me. I was like, oh, what mm-hmm. did I do wrong? Did I mess with one of his patients? No. He comes to me and he says, you know about Tesla. Tell me about this power wall. They've shut my power off more than one time. He says, I went three days without power. I can't get the internet. I can't live like this. And then the respiratory therapist who I work closely with, Tim, Tim comes up to me and he tells me this story. He came home the other night. All the power was out in the neighborhood, right? Because of that, that Maria fire. Mm -hmm. And he said, uh, I came home and I saw the light in my garage was on. And you know what that meant? I was like, your power wall's working. He says, no, cold beer. (laughs) (laughs) But how many kilowatt hours is each of your power walls? Uh, they're power wall twos and they are 14 each each so that would not give you a lot of range in a model 3 that would take it all up right like yeah you could of... you that's the interesting thing is you, your house uses a lot less energy than your car but what you do is you just sort of manage it so it's a sunny day you go out there and you what i call i'm doing blue sky mining and then i sing a little midnight oil uh-huh. and uh, i charge up the cars <laughs> in the morning fill them all up and then i charge up the power wall so during the day if you've got a good solar array and it's a nice sunny day you can charge up the cars and the house and the power wall and it's all good. Um, and, but I try and, because I think everybody in California now should basically keep your car pretty, you know, 80% charged all the time, just in case the power goes off and there's a fire and you have to get the hell out of there. So you have a Model 3 with a 75 kilowatt hour battery and you plug it in, let's say you plug it in with 20 kilowatt hours at full. So you need 50 to take it all the way up and let's say 40. How can you do that? In a, in a day, a really sunny day on your oh, array, yeah. get 40 kilowatt hours into your Model 3? I can do, in the summer on a great day, 100 kilowatt hours a day okay. of solar energy. So that's, that's pretty filling good. up a lot of cars, yeah. filling up the power. Mm-hmm. In winter, I've been very interested. Am I going to make it through winter? Yeah. I still don't quite have enough to do it all winter. I can for the house. More than enough, 100% for the house. Yeah. But uh, for three electric vehicles, I mm-hmm. don't quite have enough. I need to swap out, I think, my old panels and get some newer ones because they're 15 years old and they're not very good anymore. Yeah. But it is, uh, it's nice to know that I can manage it if I have to. And Tesla offers when they install your power wall to put in a device that sends the power, if the power has gone off in the area, sends the power specifically to circuits such as just your refrigerator, just your office or just this set of plugs. Right. They can work that out mm-hmm. so that you get uh, the maximum amount of power and you're not wasting it on, I don't know, cooling a room that's off in the yeah. side of the house that you don't ever occupy. It's interesting. They can do that, but they, uh, when they're installing mine, and I'm getting another one installed soon, uh, they said, we can do that if you want, but we're finding that people just want to manage that themselves. So we'll basically just do your whole house. And uh, then if the power goes off, you can turn stuff off. And oh, that's what I do. I just have my whole house backed up 
and it's constantly just using the battery and filling up the battery and the whole house runs off the thing and I don't do it circuit by circuit. If the power went off, then I would run around and, you know, I do that anyway. I'm obsessively turning stuff off. But you can then say, well, don't let the pool pump run and don't let this other thing run and I'll just do it manually. You'd have to start unplugging things in some ways, potentially. It would be nice, and I'm sure this is coming, that in a future iteration of Powerwall, where you would, they'd be able to break it down by circuit. So yeah. that if you did that, you could manually go like, off, 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 right. off, if I wasn't home, for example. Right. Turn all that That would off. require like a smart panel. Smart panel. Now, there's, those smart panels are here and coming. So what about the Tesla Model Y? What about it? Why? Why? It will crush the crossover competition. Why? Because... It's just going to be better. It's Why? going to be... The thing is, is now we have all these Model 3s around, right? More and more people. And the more people that see the Model 3 and get in the Model 3, like they want to drive the Model 3. a million. Right. They want to they see them. And so Tesla is by far... They're, they're not the only EV on the market. It's still the most robust charge system, but we're going to talk about Energy America's charge system a little bit later on in this show. But so it is the most recognized EV brand, I would imagine. Although I don't know if that's 100% true because my guess is the Leaf is probably nah. up there. No, nah. I think everybody knows Tesla. But I think like people know that the Leaf exists, but it's not, it's not in the front. Like People don't understand what it can do or what it can't do. Anyways, it doesn't really matter. Because I thought it has a Leaf is something issue. that's on the ground that fell from a tree that you're stepping on. Yeah, that's it's a it's a it's the largest selling electric vehicle of all time, I believe. For Over long yeah, because it had another month or two head start. <laughs> it did, yeah, it did have a bit of a head start, and so you have Tesla, and they're able to sell so many of them because this is all they sell. They're very knowledgeable about them. This is what they want to sell, and then you have all these other traditional ICE car companies like Audi, like Hyundai, like Jaguar, like Kia. That are also selling EVs, and Robert, you are put a little really bit of a list here. That many? Well, I, according to you in this 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 article from Forbes.com, Audi e-tron sold an entire 434 units in September. <gasps> oh my God! It's going to break no records. <laughs> Only records for Audi. And the Kona EV sold 190, and the iPay sold 160, and the Kia Niro sold 90. So these are very kind of disappointing numbers in a lot of ways. Very disappointing. And why are they not selling? I'll tell you why they're not selling. Yes, tell me. Because tell me Tesla that. is out there, and every time you know somebody goes to buy one of these cars, you look, if they do any comparison shopping at all, they're like, why would I get a car that has half the range is the same price and, and doesn't have no a supercharger, supercharger network? True. It makes no sense. These are not even, they're so, any car that has less than 200 mile range, EV that has less than 200 mile range at this point is kind of silly because of Tesla. But a and lot of those cars don't have less than 200 miles range. Audi e-tron, 204 miles of range. Oh, oh, four, 204. Okay, so I'm going to change it. Any car that has less than 250 miles range and no supercharger <laughs> network is kind of stupid. Hyundai right Kona, 258 miles. Chevy oh. Bolt, 259 miles. I'll use Jaguar I-Pace, 234 Grandpa miles. as an example. He wants to go to Phoenix. Uh -huh. He's like, well, I'll drive the, my Chevy Bolt there. I'm like, yeah, good luck. No, you won't. <laughs> it's a pain in the butt. Yeah. And like, yeah. take the Model 3. Well, he has to find network. the CCS network, really, exactly. to be able to drive the Bolt, the which is which is coming. We're going to come there. to that. We We've are. got some more stuff. It sort of feels like being on a wagon train back in yeah. pioneer days. But mm -hmm. the dealers themselves don't sell the cars. No, they the don't. The Audi dealer. Like, where is the... Oh, hi, Mr. Audi dealer. Hi. Seller. Welcome to Audi, Robert. I'd like to look at an Audi e-tron. I'm sorry, what? An e-tron. What's a? It was, uh, with, this is an Audi. We have a Quattro A4. You know that. Would you like to look in, at one of those? The plug-in crossover. E-tron. Hold on a second. Let me ask somebody. Let me see what's the, going on. The hey, one. Does anybody here know if we have what? 
Have yeah, you ever heard of an e-tron? It's out the back. Have you it's ever, plugged in. Do you like, know where to... What's an e-tron? Is that like a movie with like racing bikes and LED lights? No, that was Tron. But no, this is the e-tron. e-tron. Oh, it's okay. the electric plug-in Audi that everybody is talking about. Oh, wait. Yeah, we sold one of those the other day. It's okay. pretty cool. I think the guy liked it. <laughs> you know, the car that never has to come in for service, so you'll never see me again oh, yeah. and never make like, a dime off like of me. We those here at Audi. <laughs> yeah, so on and on and on. These cars are not uh-huh. being sold. They're only being made still for compliance in states like California. And that's why we right. see such numbers. This is less than, this is like less than 800 cars that have been sold. Right, but I'll be honest with you, like, obviously shows like this don't help that because it discourages people, but there's a lot of people out there who just don't like the Tesla. They don't like the way it looks. They don't want to the way it drives. They don't, they're not willing to get rid of buttons or whatever, whatever the reasons are, right? People just, they're stuck. They like their brands. They like going to their dealers, their Audi people. They don't want, they want their car to be a little more unique, right? So there are these offerings. So uh, what I want to make sure is that we're not minimizing all the rest of these offerings because right. we have Tell us 19, about the offerings. 18 offerings. <gasps> well, actually, four of those are Tesla, so we're talking about 14 offerings that are coming. We have the e-tron, 204 miles of range. The BMW i3, 153 miles of range in the next iteration of it. The Bolt, 259. The Clarity, 89. Not great. That's from Honda. Hyundai's got the Ionic and the Kona, 124 and 258 miles, respectively. These the I-Pace we discussed, 234. The Kia has two, the Nero and the Soul, both of them right around 240 miles of range. So there are offerings. The new Nissan Leaf, 150, and there's going to be a Leaf Plus, which will have 226 and be able to fast charge. All of these have some ability of fast charging built to the Porsche Taycan, which is very expensive, hundred and fourteen to two hundred and forty thousand dollars for the Porsche Taycan. Well, if you're driving a Porsche, you're there driving is a, no substitute. Yeah, that's you're a, definitely driving a Porsche. I don't think that's, that's their tagline. Is the it? cool thing is that with all of these cars, mm-hmm. those manufacturers have not reached the two hundred thousand. Well, I don't know about Leaf, but they have not reached the two hundred thousand limit. So you can get the full federal right. tax credit. Chevy Bolt at eighteen seventy five right now, right? So that's one Chevy because they've they've done Volts and Bolt, so they've gotten to that point where they their taxes um, have been reduced to eighteen seventy five. They're the only okay. other one. Yeah, so there is some plus to it, mm-hmm. and I definitely encourage if you want to check out one of those cars and mm-hmm. that works for you. All I care is. That we pump less oil out of the ground. And the one of the problems is four of those cars that I mentioned, and maybe even more, the Honda Clarity, only available in California and Oregon. Wah, the wah. Hyundai Kona and Ionic, only available in 10 states. Wah, wah. The Jaguar I-Pace, I believe you can get anywhere, but you have to order it and wait for it. So that doesn't mean you, can, you can't just walk out there and grab oh, it. I consider these all second cars. The Kia Nero, 12 states. The Kia Soul, also 12 states. Nissan, you can get in... Every state, I believe, at this point. I want to ask any of the Tesla, Talking Tesla Nation listeners out there, if you're having a good experience with one of these cars, please send us a letter. I want to hear about it so we can share that. Because but what is a good experience? Like, like, is it a Tesla experience? No, but does if it gets you back and forth to work, if your use yes, case if it's it gets you well. back and forth to work and right. you're not using gas, more power to you, right? I agree with you. I had a Leaf. It's fine. But, you know, this is what I said when I had the Leaf. Mm-hmm. And everybody would ask me about it. I'm like, it's definitely a second car. You need a gas car. This is not a substitute for a family. because. Right. But now I have no gas cars. Right, uh, but that was when it was only 40 miles. Yeah, right. but I, I would still say to anybody... Uh, 
these cars are good, but if you really, if you do any traveling, if you go to the national parks, yeah. if you're going anywhere, you're going to have to rent or you're going to have to have a backup gas car because you just can't do it with these very easily. Yeah. Um, until the charging network is much better. But even then, the charging rates on most of these is significantly less. Than so, the so we can discuss Tesla. that, right? So the Audi e-tron has the potential to be 150 kilowatts, and that's being built up by Energy Energy America, which is the Volkswagen sort of settlement right. situation. All of these are actually moving up in in the realm. The BMW i3 has 50 kilowatt speeds possible. That's not great, obviously. The Chevy Bolt, 50 kilowatts, which will give you 90 miles of range in 30 minutes. So, again, that's not spectacular. The Honda Clarity, which has that smaller battery pack, can get you 80% of the pack in 30 minutes. Then you start getting into the Ionic, which can do 80% of its 258 miles of range in 30 minutes, which is pretty good if if you get to a place where they have that 100 right. kilowatt uh, thing. The Jaguar I-Pace, the same thing, can do up to 100. The Kia can do up to 100. The both Kias can, and the Nissan Leaf can do 40 minutes from empty to 80%. The Nissan, the, I'm sorry, the Nissan Leaf, the Nissan Leaf Plus can go 60 minutes from empty to 80%, and at 100 kilowatts, 40 minutes from empty to 80%. So that's pretty, pretty good. The Porsche Taycan, however, can do 800 volt fast charging. It's the only one that has like sort of a different thing. 250 miles in about 20 minutes, which yeah, is pretty good. Yeah, uh, and let's just wow. count up how many 800-volt charges there are in the United well, States. Well, they're building them. That's the thing. That Zero. settlement, those Energy America are the, are right. built for that speed. And a lot of people, and we'll get into that, are a little bit upset about the fact that Volkswagen is being forced to build this infrastructure, and they're building it very specifically for their vehicles. They're right. not even building it begrudgingly, but they are causing some un be known problems that we'll get into. Again, the point is, I think this is good. Who accelerated this? Tesla. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, Elon. But still, I just, I guess I overstate it. Maybe I'm not, not overstating. I just say yeah. most of my friends and stuff that ask about it. Yeah. If you want a real car for 99.9% of you driving, yeah. it's a Tesla. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And hopefully it, that'll change in the next few years. If you need right a now. car for driving around your city and you have a charger in your house, I think there's a lot of options for you. It's just changing very slowly. And who expected yeah. it in this room mm -hmm. to change quickly? I think it's changing Seeing actually no hands. quicker. It's actually quicker than I thought. But if we were talking about when we started the show and we started talking about 2020, 2020, 2020, right? This is proof that 2020 is happening. There right. is an, the interesting thing is if Volkswagen doesn't get in trouble, yeah. right? For there what? is still no infrastructure being built by any of these manufacturers. So all of these things are slower than molasses. And yeah. that is problematic. Well, yes. That was a long, 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 long story, long, long. Oh, I'm which sorry. leads us into a long a bummer. A story about a long Model 3. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> terrible uh, transition. Robert Rosenblum, the king of the segways. <laughs> <laughs> I caught this story because I thought it was really cool. Uh -huh. Why? Because, yo... Estoy long. <laughs> I am long. I am it's long. And in the back of a Model S, uh -huh. I be somewhat cramped. And in a, the back an of- An S or a three? An S. In a three, I'm actually more comfortable. Uh -huh. But this but story is about a three. In a long wheelbase Model 3, uh -huh. I would be mucho comfortable. Except you would never be in the back. Maybe. If I go to China and I get one of these, you know, at the Shanghai airport uh -huh. to drive me out to the Shanghai Gigafactory for the tour uh -huh. that I could only wish right, for, for in sure my dreams that Tesla would base. provide me. Uh -huh. Maybe, cool. Maybe, hello, 
Is this mic on? Tesla? Uh-huh. We are kind of a podcast, and we have been covering you for a long time. don't care about us. Time. Speaking of which, have you gotten your truck invite? Yeah, no, I, I haven't. Yeah. So I got, no. Have I you? Got nothing. I didn't get one. I either. did get some talking Tesla letterheads, so maybe I'll send them a letter. Mm, that's fun. Yeah. I'll play producer, and I'll do that. And maybe I can get us a couple of spots, but honestly, mm-hmm. it would almost be more fun to just hang out here with the live stream with you two bitches almost. and almost. drink tequila and laugh about I'm going to do a live stream. Much more fun, except we won't be able to get in it. That's the thing. <laughs> just like, oh, well, we went to see the why, and we still can't talk about what it looks like inside because we've never been in the stupid thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be here if you want to join me for a yeah. live stream. It's going to yeah. be So for times. some freaking reason, uh-huh. Tesla appears to have created a Model 3 long wheelbase unit for mm-hmm. sale in the Asia. In the Asian market. Yeah. So I guess maybe this is a way to win over the uh, the Chinese government authorities that gave them, or the yeah. bankers that gave them the ride that allowed them to build the car mm-hmm. in China and build the gigafactory at such whips, whip quick speed. Uh-huh. So now they're going to pay them back by allowing them to have these super uber cool Model 3s. There's a couple of them. There were photos of them. This is from Teslarati. Thank you, Gene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it showed these cars with covered in this like very like squiggly uh, black and white checkered pattern. pattern. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was really almost hard to see the cars, but I could see that the doors were longer mm-hmm. and the car looked longer. It had that those really nice performance wheels on them. I just hope that something like this is for a good reason, which I would expect. I just don't know what it is. And that Tesla is not distracting themselves from getting the Model 3 and the Model Y built in China ASAP. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't require like a new pack or too much redesign, but they add four or five inches into the middle of it and maybe it works out pretty well. Check they sell out 100 kilowatt another 100 down. <laughs> you always with the range. Come on. Mel, like, so Mel, now you get the the long wheelbase variation, and then you might as well be driving in an S. If I could just make the three a little bit longer and a little bit wider, with some more range. Wider, yeah, it's called, called the Model range. S. Yeah. Maybe add a second uh, head display up in the yeah. middle. Or if I could put a hatchback on uh, that thing. Oh, that oh. would be so. Something that was automatic yeah. that just opened and closed on its right. own. Now you're talking. Yeah, now that's wow. a car right Woo-hoo. there. I should get that. Yeah. I, I got... can't wait for them to come out with that one. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Do you think the Model Y will have the automatic hatch? No. No, no uh, either. I think they're just trying to make it a, as cheap a c a p as cheap as possible. And they're trying to do that so that more people can buy it and that it'll have less of the bougie effect. You know, people still think, you know, when I walk out of my car, mm-hmm. oh, there's an asshole driving a Tesla. Mm. For some well, reason. because of the Tesla, though. Let's be oh! honest. <laughs> so do you know what the reason. most expensive configuration of a Model Y, not the most expensive, but like without the adding the paint, the most expensive configuration of the Model Y is currently as of today. So a white Model 65, Y. 65000 68000 <gasps> Most expensive Model 3. 65,000. 64,000. You're so very, very right. close. And the cheapest Model Y, 55,000. This is with autopilot. Okay. And the cheapest Model 3, outside of the white whale of the $35,000 one, that which doesn't have autopilot, right, features on it, $46,500. So uh, that's a pretty good range. But 68, because I was, 
I was like, oh, I really would like to drive a Model Y. Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, I wanted to be a little bit cheaper, but that is with a dual so, motor. So that's a so, Model Y with a dual motor. So they're going to have a single motor version of the Model Y. But my guess is not for very long. So the high-end Model 3, Model Y are uh-huh. 4000 apart. Correct. And the low-end Model 3, Model Y? Just about nine, eighty-five hundred apart. Wow, that's interesting. They get closer in price as you get more features interesting well the y is supposed to be cheaper to produce yeah and i'm really looking forward to this why because it's (laughs) (laughs) i uh, ordered a three the lease is up on the s Mm. yes when's it up i order uh, next month even Uh, though he really wants an x we talked about that why who's uh whose referral code did you use uh i'm gonna use yours when they call me back let me just tell you the problem is what the here is the problem you know another problem? Because it was his month. What's the problem? It's November. It's my month. But... It is now, but I ordered it in. Oh, okay. And they all haven't right. gotten back Fair to enough. me. So I did everything. I yeah. filled all the stuff out. Yeah. They took the deposit. This yeah. was back when they took a big deposit. $2,500. Like $2,500. Mm-hmm. And uh, nothing. Crickets. It's still 2500 on the Y. Crickets. But I've you're heard... talking about the three. I'm talking about the three. Okay. Crickets. Because it's not at the end of the quarter yet. <laughs> you know, uh, they said two weeks, but... Mm-hmm. Um, and I was all worried about, you know, deliveries in the U.S. And all of my friends out there in the Twitterverse and stuff were saying, Mel, they sent all of the stuff to China and to uh, the Europe's and stuff. Yeah. And so the time frame for building a Model 3 has gone back up into the months. So there is oh, not a problem with demand. There is still a problem with, with production. production because... So I may not get one until next month. I don't know. Hmm. They're not you calling might as well me. wait for the truck. Get the truck. Ah, get a Y. Nice. Why? Because it's... Got a hatchback <laughs> cyber. No, you guys are so funny. So, don't like it now. Tesla, as uh-huh. Mel has been talking about on the daily, uh-huh. is playing around at the Nurburgring mm-hmm. with this plaid mode, yes, model S. Yes, which they are playing the around. The they're putting t-shirt. on, they're putting on all of these spoilers and diffusers, and spoiler alert, flares, <laughs> fatter tires. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're getting a lot of people very excited. But you know what's going to make them even more excited? What, Robert? Coming out with a T-shirt for the plaid mode. Right, well, you're wearing the T-shirt, so they've come out with that T-shirt. And I don't even understand how you already have the T-shirt. It hasn't even been in the store for very long. But you are currently wearing the plaid T-shirt. That is the official plaid T-shirt? That's yes. it. Yeah, it that is, is the plaid official mode. plaid T-shirt. And you know what I want to do? I don't know. What do you I want to do? I want Talking Tesla to go plaid. <laughs> Period. Oh, my God. I this want Talking Tesla with the gifts. to go plaid. Oh, thanks, buddy. Oh, what the hell? So we all now have plaid, plaid t-shirts. t-shirts. Mine's Thank you. size medium. What size is yours? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A real man. Oh, dear. Upsetting. Did you just (laughs) see what happened just then? So Tesla says that by wearing this T-shirt, and we're going to test this a little Uh bit later, it's the next best thing to riding shotgun at the Nürburgring. And you know what I say to that? (laughs) (laughs) I thought Elon quit the Twitter. (laughs) <laughs> he did for like 24 hours. Yeah. And he didn't even actually quit during but that l- 24 hours. He just changed the name of his Twitter to Trilon. two other things, yeah. right? Like, Trilon Usk. And then another thing. Like, there were two different ones. But at least remember. he's not, you know, giving you know people a hard time um, about <laughs> business and, you know, wasting his time with other CEOs and yeah. stuff. Yeah, At least very he's not true. doing that, right? Yeah, no. There, there's not this guy who runs a big uh, uh, short investment firm by the name of uh, <laughs> okay, Eichenhorn. It's, it's not a short investment firm. His name is David Einhorn, by the way. Eichenhorn. Eichenhorn. Is it? Oh, I did I spell Einhorn? it wrong? Einhorn. 
Anyway, Mr. Einhorn, <laughs> a.k.a. Mr. Unicorn. Uh, has he's not been... a CEO. He's a hedge fund manager. Very different <laughs> sort of situation. Uh, you guys are, go ahead. You, you guys are take the, the story, no, no, man. No, take please. the story. No, no, actually no. do something and hedge fund please. managers just yeah, push money around? They just, yeah, exactly. They call out <laughs> Elon for being doing bad things. Please. He's constantly dogging Tesla. Yeah, well, because he's short on Fraud, it. fraud. Right, because he's, trying, because he's short on it. Collusion. He's trying to do everything he can right. to get his freaking money back out of it. Because every time, I don't know if you notice this, every time there's a stock jump, the shorters lose 2 or $3 billion. Yeah, evidently Mr. Einhorn's fund, Greenlight Capital, has lost from uh, $10 billion. <laughs> Ten billion. That's a lot. The stock has gone down thirty-four percent. Now, don't I don't really understand the this stock market. Year, this year, thirty-four percent. I don't understand the stock market, but just stay with me on this. Okay. That doesn't seem like a good investment to me. No, no it doesn't. You want it to go up. I put a dollar in. Yeah. I get seventy-four cents. I have a good idea. You know how we can we can hedge our money. Uh, invested in Tesla is go short. Money first? Go short uh-huh. on Greenlight Capital. Yes, oh. let's short it. <laughs> I don't know that you can actually short a hedge fund. But... I don't know, but you know, it's all about betting. Would, if you look be, at like, yeah. like I looked at the S and P 500, which I'll talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. There are so many versions of the S and P. The fifteen hundred, the one hundred, uh-huh. the two hundred. They've got the the five hundred is the one though. That's the index that people follow. And also, just so you people know out there, you people, this is not in any way, shape, or form a stock recommendation. No, Do not no. listen to the three, three of us. Idiots. I don't own Tesla stock because I don't trust myself. And, and, and you shouldn't trust any me. ideas about hmm. stock market purchasing. Do not listen Just, to this here's show what I that. I'll now. give you some investment advice, uh-huh. okay? Pillow. Stick it under the pillow. <laughs> okay, you can In listen America, to some things, can... but don't listen to that, because that's really bad. Yeah, my What's recommendation... What's the rate of return on that? Is that that's okay? a zero. You actually lose money because of inflation. Yeah, I oh, would recommend, aside from a that. pillow, a fire safe. <laughs> a fire safe, yeah, especially in California. Yes. <laughs> or gold. Then you can just pick up the puddly pieces of gold after your That's true. It just melts down. into your foundation. Uh-huh. You I've seen it. that. Mm-hmm. But yes. So the interesting thing about this story, again, from <laughs> Teslarati, is that uh, Elon Musk penned an open invite to this known Tesla shorter, <laughs> Mr. Einhorn, a.k.a. Mr. Unihorn, <laughs> Unicorn, <laughs> to come to the uh, factory, uh-huh. see the good things that Tesla mm-hmm. is doing, and he would give him a tour, which is quite amazing. Like, how much mm-hmm. would you pay for Elon to give you a tour? Would you pay $10 billion? Although, yes, I would. Well, half of it. Although Einhorn has claimed many, many times that he's asked for that and not gotten it. So there's a little bit of a pissing match as to who's getting what. In addition, uh-huh. in addition yes. to getting a tour of the Tesla factory mm-hmm. from Elon, Elon is offering to send him another box of short shorts. He actually sent him short shorts once. He did. <laughs> the short shorts came from this uh, short-making company. Did I write the name down? Chubbies. Chubbies. <laughs> and they showed in a tweet in this article, like a box of the most ugly, very short shorts, something that you would want to kind of maybe take, I don't know, to a queen festival. They the did mo- wear short shorts back in the day. Yeah. You had them, Tom. We all did. <laughs> Admit it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You guys enjoy the rest of the show. I'll be, I'll be leaving now. <laughs> so anyway, this was a very snarky letter, but at the same time, no. it shows sort of, I think, 
a little bit of Elon moving towards maybe some civility, some recognition. He that called he... him Mr. Unicorn and sent him short, short shorts. shorts. There's no civility Where's in what the he's civility been doing. civility in that? He didn't call him an asshole or a <laughs> pedophile. That's true. He didn't is say a little bit better than calling him a pedophile. <laughs> he didn't he is say getting better. that's going to get him in trouble with the SEC. But do you remember what your mom said when you were a kid? And maybe your mom said this to you as well. What, if you don't have something nice to say to somebody, don't say anything at Oh, all. she said, shut up, idiot. <laughs> Different. Different to that. Different mom. Not, not quite the leadership you would be hoping for in a mom. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Just She just mostly said, don't say anything. Bring me that bottle of tequila. <laughs> too, too close to home. Oh, too sorry. Too sorry, to buddy. I, uh, Go get me some cigarettes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to divert this. So this was, I think, a good idea. I think this uh-huh. was nice. It would have been nicer if he was nicer. Uh-huh. Of course, he's half appealing to us, mm-hmm. right? The Tesla universe, yeah. nation, of whatever. And uh, and also, this sort of brought this back to my mind, mm-hmm. a story from about a year ago where Tesla was being considered to be included in the S&P 500. Mm. And at that time, all they needed to do was show, I think it was five consistent quarters of profit. And we're right on the cusp of that, that Tesla could be included in the S&P 500. It is, by market cap, one of the largest companies in America. And it meets all of the inclusion criteria for Mm -hmm. the S&P. And if they are included in the S&P, it's an immediate bump. You could, I mean, it's not a guarantee. I'm not giving advice, but most companies see a 5% 5% bump in mm-hmm. their stock price because all of the funds that are out there that are, quote, mimicking or index indexing the, the S&P 500 would be obligated to buy Tesla stock. That's right. And when it happened for Twitter, which is also a tech company, mm-hmm. their stock went up not only 5%, but continued up to 20% boost. So this would all be good for Tesla. Yeah. So Elon, thank you for trying to keep your mouth shut. And I hope you can continue. Thank you for trying to keep your mouth shut by calling a guy Mr. Unicorn and sending him short shorts. It's weird, Robert. You see the weird dichotomy of what you just said? The dude he thanked was, him for the short shorts. It's relative. He didn't call him a pedophile. <laughs> yes. He's getting better. He didn't okay. call him, you know, like, bliss <laughs> okay. or I don't know what. Okay. You mother... He didn't oh, use words like that. What is happening to this show? The tequila is kicking in. Oh, that's right. It's always the booze. Yes. Robert yes. and the booze. You're a nasty, nasty drunk, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Can we skip this next one and go straight to editing maps? Autonomous, auto, autonomous, autonomous driving. How's the autopilot going for you, gentlemen? Lately, you've been doing a little bit of piloting of the swimmingly, swimmingly good in Melvis. Oh, I apparently have a lemon. Oh wait, you can't turn your autopilot. So wait, hold on. This might be the most ironic aspect of this whole situation. Why? Raise your hand if you've paid for full self-driving. I don't know more than once. Oh. Hello. Two or three heads are up. <laughs> no, I think it's just one it's hand. Just you're, you're the actually only one who's paid oh. for it multiple times. Okay, thanks. And currently you can't use any version of it on the vehicle Depends that you paid for. Depends on the for day, it. Tom. <laughs> Depends on the day. Some days I can, some uh-huh. days I can't. Sometimes Have they replaced your computer? Half. No, they just hit refresh and say, oh, it's fine now. I'm like, oh, the last three times we did that, that didn't work. Oh. Do you know what Einstein said? Mm-mm. You keep doing the same thing and getting the wrong result. It's insanity to keep doing the same thing. And getting the wrong result. So I should just stop taking it to the service center. 
Yeah, you should just leave it there. Leave it, just, <laughs> just be just like, take it. this one's yours. Here's what, here's what insanity is. <laughs> I just got a beautiful new software update, and I'm hoping that that magically is going to make it work all the time. And this now. is the Model 3. Model 3. That is almost out of your life anyways. No, the Model 3 is staying around for a while. The Model S is the out of The S is the one. The S was also here. having exactly the same problem. The V10 upgrade fixed it, and now it works all the time, huh. and now it's going away. So you had two cars that you purchased full self-driving that no self-driving worked on for a very extended amount of time. Yeah, and for the S, it was like months at a time. I wonder if it's because you uh, charge your cars via solar. <laughs> it could be some kind of like solar it's virus like, it's like yeah. the the power that goes into the 2170s and your power wall corrupts the batteries yeah in the i've Tesla. got a virus <laughs> twice a virus. twice probably on the way that. home a couple of nights ago from mm -hmm. the hospital i was driving on the freeway and lo and behold it said autopilot not available mm. and when i saw that i almost in my pants thinking about mel thinking about the fact that i might lose the ability to drive. In fact, I even took a picture of it here and it mm. says navigate on autopilot currently unavailable. Features may be restored on next drive. And while I was driving, it went away. Interesting. So Twice. that's usually what happens if you don't have your hands on the wheel for a while. That's the No, it's mm. not the red hands on the wheel. Yeah, I get that. That's, that's the a, one I get all the time. And it never comes one. back. That's different? I think it's different. Because that's the message you get if the after the red hands go, you get that. Yeah, you do you get, get one of But that you get it flashing all around the yeah. bin. It's no, much more that, angry. And it'll say, once that goes away, because yeah. you've now taken over the car Yeah, at that but it point, says right? other things like idiot and stool <laughs> pigeons <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> it doesn't do any of those things, as a matter of fact. But I have one problem. My biggest problem that I had with Autopilot the most recently was transitioning from 405 uh, north to 101 west yes. slash north. Yes. When it hits that uh, that transition road, it the curvy really under the freeway road starts to slow the hell down. Yeah, sometimes it does because that's Not a from, 20 mm, mile an right. hour curve. So if you're doing 65 up to that point, it really starts to slow down, and that causes all kinds of problems. So I had to take it out of autopilot. So I wish that was a little better, a little smoother transition. I still don't like it when the car just decides to all of a sudden slow itself down quite a bit. Yeah, that does occur occasionally, but I have definitely done hundreds of miles on autopilot since yeah. we last met, and it's been running really well for me. That's good. I appreciate it. Maybe a little bit more jiggly in the lane, like abrupt correction uh -huh. to stay in the middle of the lane. I've noticed that a bit, but then I'm still running software uh, 2019.32. Dot eleven, mm -hmm. and I think the latest one is dot twelve. That's true. Dot yeah. twelve. Actually, I've got dot seven on the S. On the three, I've a dot thirty six. I just got. Yeah, <gasps> I'm not. You're way ahead of the three. Whoa. I'm on thirty two. I'm on thirty two twelve two on the three, and only sixteen one one on RS, which is a much older S. But I don't know what's yeah. going on. You know what I like about the new V10 is what? the way it moves away from trucks. Yes, God, yes, I love that. I That's love a that. great feature. It so really what we're talking about, ladies nicely. and boys and girls, it used to just go right down the middle of the lane, no matter what, if there was a semi-trailer there bouncing around next to you and it would just leave you in the center of the lane, whereas most normal drivers would move over to away from the truck. Uh -huh. And V10 now does that. It says, oh, gigantic truck. Let me just scooch it a little over to the other side of this lane. And I'm right. like, thank you, autopilot. That makes me stop disengaging autopilot at least 50% of the time. But it has it was a problem for me one time. So I was in not the fast lane. Right, so that's the far left lane number here, one. right? The number one lane yeah. or the far left lane. I wasn't in that lane. I was in the number two lane, and the 
the big rig was in the number three lane and and motorcycles split the one-two lane. Right. And so what happens, unfortunately, is if there's a rig and you're Tesla in autopilot and it moves over to the left closer to the number one lane, at the same time a motorcycle is splitting, right. that's pretty problematic for yeah. the motorcyclist and Haven't your side that. view mirror, potentially. The right. AI it's, in the computer is going, what's the probability of dying here? Hitting a motorcycle <laughs> or a truck? I'll yeah. choose the motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. But I just wanted to point that out. And I've been having a lot of trouble with the the summon in the parking lot in terms of I've been trying the smart summon a little bit more and more. And if I'm only, say, 20 yards away from the car, it really doesn't work well at all, in my opinion. You have to be much, much farther away. But I'm afraid to be that much farther away and keep and not have my eyes completely on what the car is doing when I'm doing the testing on it. So Yeah, I used it a couple Fridays ago in a big open parking lot uh when I was with a friend. And again, if, not me, but other people. I think I spoke about this on the last show. Giddy with excitement yeah. to see this 4,000 plus pound vehicle moving through a parking lot with no one behind yeah. the wheel going, oh my God. I'm, I guess I'm numb Screaming to Screaming as the car but is I, chasing me. But, but, <laughs> but I could only get it to like back out. Like a couple of times I got it to back out and I was to the west of it and it backed out and started to go to the east for whatever reason, right? It just was acting really It's wonky. trying to tell you something, Tom. You know, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I heard what you said about me on the show and I don't like it. Elon sent me a message. He mm. said, torment you. <laughs> so you know how to fix that? No, Robert. So I came across this article from the Tesla Motors Club blog. Okay. Tesla owners can edit maps to improve summon routes. Mm. And I thought it's not necessarily a news source and it was kind of an interest. I don't cover their, their material that much, but this, they hit it on the nose. The crowdsourcing improvement that Tesla uses. So it's basically an open maps program and you can go online uh, I don't have the details here, but I'm going to suggest you go to the teslamotorsclub.com blog. And this is from 11-4, November 4. And it says, Tesla owners can edit maps to improve summon routes through this crowdsourcing website. And Tom is looking it up right now. Mm-hmm. You can go and edit parking lots. You can put in where the lane, where the parking lines are, where the barriers are, if this doesn't already exist. And Tesla, I think, uses this map program, but it is not complete. And a few people wrote in and said, hey, and I'm at work. I'm trying to get the car to summon. It doesn't come to me. It gets bogged down here or there. And probably because the car is looking at this map and the map is incomplete and it doesn't know where to go. So he went online and he corrected the the parking lot and lo and behold day later the whole thing is working perfectly and other people have written in that they're doing it too and what kind of concerned me though is that this is not really for everybody those of us some semi-luddites mm-hmm. could mess up a parking lot map because we don't know how to do it there were multiple people saying on the replies quote i'm struggling can someone do a quote for dummies end quote step by step how to add the parking aisles please be as pa- basic as possible which kind of concerned me because if you don't know what you're doing, uh, as someone suggested, uh, you might fulfill someone's wishes like 
uh, quote, can I tag my mother-in-law as a valid parking spot? <laughs> She's wide enough. Always with the mother-in-law jokes. I, oh, why do people not like their mother-in-law? Someone else said, can this be used to summon the car over a cliff when you wish to total your car and get the new Model 3? Don't so do that. Trade it in. Wait, can you can you say that last part slower? It's <laughs> <laughs> got him thinking. Dual motors. I think the, I think the guy the guy might have wanted to trade in his Model S MCU one uh-huh. to get the new MCU two with the Raven replacement parts. So that brings up a little bit of a question to you in terms of when I mentioned the dual motor to single motor. Model Y dual motor? Model Y single motor? What's your... This is the problem with the... Range. Range. So now the Model 3 dual motor has 322, mm-hmm. and the rear Model Y uh, 3 has, one presumes, 322. Yeah. Um, Model but Y, 280. The y, 280, it's like... 10% less. Yeah. I don't like that. Or 300 for the single for the single motor. So I don't know what's going to happen with Y. I really think I'm going to, because I like the Model 3 so much, I really think I'm going to wait, mm-hmm. wait for them to fix up the production issues and then hope that they're going to come out with some extra twiddly bits towards the end of next year. I think I can wait. I think, Tom, uh-huh. I'm going to be able to do that because I really like the Model Y. Okay. I mean, the Model 3. Why? Let me just say something that I also worked out. Remember back in the day. The wife's X, pretty brand new X. We're driving a mammoth. Boom. Yeah. The front motor. motor goes out. Right. I drop the family off. I drive all the way back to LA. They fix uh-huh. it. And they say, well, it's um, slave. It can drive with the back motor. Yes. But not the front. But not if the front. It can go if the front goes out, but not if the back goes out. Right. So in other words, the front motor cannot drive the car alone. Yes. It's only slave the to back the back. Motor. Yeah. Yes. Only the back motor. Okay, so then I was looking on the website because mm-hmm. I was looking at Y, looking at three, and then on three, a Model Three, it says, uh, "Dual motor, redundancy, loser motor, you're fine." Right? They don't say which motor though. They don't say which motor. They say either one. Like, and it doesn't say that on the and X. It doesn't say that on the S, and okay, it doesn't so they say did, it on the X. So they X. deslaved them. So, and the they're Model probably the same three. size or close to the same size motor would be my guess. Plus, it's a lighter car, where the Model. X front motor is very, very different than the Model X's rear motor. It's much larger. So I can't remember if I looked up for Model Y whether that's true, but I love the idea of dual motor mm-hmm. redundancy. But here's here's the the kicker. So you're you're in line to buy a Model Three, even though you really want the Model Y, and all you talk about ad nauseum on not only this show but on every show on the talking tesla network of shows shows. literally every one of the shows i want more range so when they announce on uh truck night one more thing the model s with 120 kilowatt hour battery and we all know it's coming and it has 400 miles of range now where are you (laughs) <laughs> well, that's what, that's what Joel asked you. Asked me that. The uh-huh. president of the talking test. And what was your answer to him? I was kind of pulling my hair out, and that's hard because <laughs> I don't have any. Saying this Tweezers. is going to drive me crazy. Uh-huh. It's like saying, look, Mel, you can have a 322-mile Model 3, mm-hmm. or you can have a 400-plus Model 3 that's a bit wider, longer, and has a hatchback right. and costs $50,000 more. And has air, and has air and suspension. Has but I said to him, hmm. and I think it's true, I don't think I can do it because I really like the Model 3. I like the way it drives better. It's easy for me to drive like better. And for $50,000, I can spend on solar panels and batteries. It's just a bit hard to rationalize. 
Right, but it's not about, but it's about range for you. And you've always said I would pay X amount of dollars I for would, more range. But and I would, so, but that fifty thousand dollars for an extra hundred miles. But I believe you. Silly. It's not even an extra hundred miles. It's. Uh, it would be about a hundred miles. Say four twenty versus three twenty. Yeah. I, I wonder, what would it be worth for either the talking Tesla listeners or even Tesla to somehow subsidize you? So you would buy the Model S because we're so tired of you complaining mm. about the early Model That's Y. What I'm, trying to get I'm sorry, to. the early Model X, yeah. the early Model Three, uh-huh. the early Model Y. Yeah. You're going to put this show right out of business because Tesla, you know, they're not giving us anything. They're not responding to us. When Tesla. I go up, when we went to the boring company, they looked up and they said, "Oh yeah, you're with talking Tesla." <laughs> that was literally their response. Oh dear, so you, that's you, Tony. They should <laughs> I if, hate you if they Why is it me? See, not him. If they see Mel Herbert buying a Model Y, they should just cancel it instantly. And not let him have it? Not let him have it. Oh. Because he's just going to talk about it. Yeah. All of the fit and finish or all the little bit of bits. I'll be, I'll be honest. Fair yes, and balanced. But the range thing, Fair I think the range thing is actually going to be much harder on you than you imagine it going to be. It's well, going to be. Well, really what, what we could be looking at here is a 280-mile range Model Y versus a 322-mile Model 3. And then I'm like, I don't know if I want the Model Y. Because under 300 psychologically now, it's, it's a burden for me now. It is going to be a bit of a heavier car. He said it was going to have, what, 10% less? 10% less range. And there's no no thought long-term, I guess, of the Y or the 3 getting like a 90-kilowatt-hour battery pack. And my guess is it's probably not If I was them, I would make sense. It's like, give me another reason to buy the expensive S. It's going to be a few more years before they incorporate like... Uh, capacitor technology or the newer battery designs, which will eke out a little further range. But that's like three years, four years down the right, pipe. But, but what happens at some point where right. there's a Model S with the new batteries and the new chemistry and right. it's a 120 that's maybe 450? Right. <laughs> giving me chest pain. <laughs> at the same time, I don't know how much they're going to continue to improve the S and the X because Elon said on the earnings call that the S and the X are really impractical. They're really, did he say they're inconsequential? Niche products. Dude, yeah. dude we, had a, we opened this with a Nuremberg article of them trying to get the fastest Model S on the planet. That's so, true. I mean, they're clearly continuing to tweak with that car. Okay, let's fast forward. Okay. It's a different it's a different noise. <laughs> a year from now. Uh-huh. I have to get a new uh, I got a lease that's coming up. The X will be coming up. And it'll be like, do you get a 450 mile model? S? Are you talking about the X or the uh, the first okay. 3? Uh, the first 3. The uh, in a year. Let's just from. assume that something's coming up in a year. Mhm. 450 mile range really does get my twiddly bits going up twiddling. <laughs> and that S is a beautiful car. I'm start to think, Joel, Joel, uh, call me Joel. I think yeah. I've changed my Especially mind. if it's like 120 with the new battery, so it's faster charging, better yes. efficiency, uh, air suspension. I can drive all the way to San Francisco without having to charge. And oh. how would it change? How would it change if they installed another 150 supercharger plugs between here and Santa Cruz? Then I wouldn't need it. V3 superchargers every 15 miles. Boom. There's so many moving parts That's to so all difficult. of these decisions. I find this so fascinating. Yeah. Nobody else does. We should move on. Should we talk about 
What should we talk about? There's a nice story and there's not a nice story. Well, we're not talking about the teens, if that's what you're talking because I believe we discussed that. Yeah, we talked about we that one. We did talk about that. Let's we're not going to about... talk about the mama bear? No. No, we talked about we talked that about also. We're going to talk about yeah, Electrify we America. We showed the videos and everything. Oh, my God. And the thing. That's was what I? I was trying to tell you over was the Twitterness, but you weren't paying any attention. Let's talk about Electrify America. So Electrify America. So Electrify America. This is an eenews.net story. This is about Electrify America, and this is... an a network update on what they're doing. So if you, for all of you who out there who maybe don't know what Electrify America is, Electrify America is the company that Volkswagen was forced to start with uh, after making a bunch of dirty diesels in, in the diesel United States. Scandal. And so they are compelled every 30 months for the next, over the next 10 years to spend $500 million or $2 billion total, 800 million of that in the state of California, 1.2 million in the rest of the nation, which just goes to show you, we We're might huge. have a lot of EV cars they in this state. sold a lot of diesel. <laughs> and so VW has now emerged, unfortunately, as the most disruptive player in the business of selling a different kind of fuel, the electrons that move electric cars. And other companies like EVgo and Energy have are having issues because Electrify America's flood of money is warping the market in ways that may slow down the adoption of EVs and make it more expensive. So it's an interesting side note, and I was wondering what you guys thought about that aspect of what we're talking about, because I am um, overall pretty bullish on this happening, because I think it's important. They've forced a company to spend $2 billion on a charging infrastructure. We have spent the last four years, five years on this show talking about somebody else making a charging infrastructure. This is one way to get it. Right. I think the, I think governments need to get involved to do this properly, because you know market forces and all that stuff... Uh, so do you wish, sorry, go on. I was going to say, so do you wish that they were just forced to give the $2 billion to the government and this was a government-run charge network? Because this is a for-profit company, and I'm going to get into what I what it costs right. to charge on this That's network. That's what I worry about. If this which is, is for profit, very expensive, in my one. opinion. I think it's very expensive. That's the biggest problem that I have with it. So in, in yeah. charge points... It, whole existence in the last decade, they've managed to raise $532 million, which VW is compelled to spend every 30 months in this program. Now, CARB, the California Air Resources Board, is kind of managing this and approving, having to approve all of the systems that Electrify America is building. And the nice thing about that is that they have to maintain them for 10 years and have consistent investment over 10 years. So they're not just going to be in and out of the market and leave and, and go away. But it is having a lot of downstream effects, unfortunately, but a lot of positive effects. They're going to build them at 100 Walmarts, which is a big deal, right? Because yeah. that's a place where you can go for a fair amount of time and charge your car, and they're right. going to be very high speed. They're also made a deal with a place called a Real Estate Investment Trust called Avalon Bay, which is installing 80 stations at apartment buildings. And I will tell you as, as their somebody apartment buildings. who's been, yeah, in their apartment buildings, as somebody who's been to a lot of apartment buildings and tried to see if there's there a right. way to even put charging infrastructure in apartment buildings? In a lot of places, I don't even see how you could do it in a lot of ways, except for trickle charging or right. or something lower. It's just very, very complicated the way that they're laid out. Sometimes the spaces are very tight, so so very, very difficult. So anyways, any thoughts about that from you guys? My thought is, as a uh, former socialist from Australia, mm -hmm. 
I'd, I'd rather see the governments do it. I'd rather see that yeah. money go because then um, it won't be for profit. They won't have to charge ridiculous amounts to get some return on investment. Yeah. And you can think about it more globally than just a single corporation. Because it's, we need to put it in lots of places. We need to put it in apartments. We yeah. need to put it on the street. Mm-hmm. And we need to put it on highways at high speeds so that uh, you can charge up fast. And I just don't know if Volkswagen is doing this begrudgingly. And that's not a good business But model. they're not. They're full on. They are all in. They have hired okay. some of the biggest names in in this space to run this, this company that they're starting. They claim to be independent of Volkswagen, even though everything they're doing is working sort of towards the cars that Volkswagen is making. The problem that I have recently, right, is I, I've been – there's two light pole charging stations on Coanga. I've seen the future. Right, and it is light pole charging. However, they have to work. And so the two that I've been using are Green Lots, right? They're, it's Green yes. Lots maintained. They just do not work. Is I that went, DWP is Green Lots? Or? I have no idea who the actual company behind it is, but I parked at one today. I spent 20 minutes keying in the station ID and trying to get that thing to release the hounds. And it would not work. And my friend has parked there hmm. weeks ago, and it would not work. Can't get it to work. I got one down the street to work a month ago after an hour on the phone with these people to try to get it to work. So that's you know that that's what you get. You know, unfortunately, when you get potentially governments involved and and private companies who aren't able to see the profits out of these things. So what's what's more important in a lot of ways to get the infrastructure, but allow these companies to become you're kind of allowing Volkswagen to become Volkswagen and Chevron. Well, I think that what we need to have is a panel of people who are users, Mm -hmm. who are experts, Mm -hmm. people who have already planned EV infrastructure, Mm -hmm. and we need a bit of government, and we need some commerce. We need like a commission of some sort. Not like, I mean, like CARB, the California Air Resources Board, mm-hmm. is one of the organizations or maybe the organization that yeah. VW has to answer to. Uh-huh. And they're already in the back pocket of the ICE car companies. They've been bought out, CARB unfortunately. Is? Yes. Okay. That's why the, the California tax credits and all that sort of thing are so f***ed up, which Elon has talked about multiple times. Mm-hmm. But- I think that you need people who are in there from like Energy America and Plug-In America and all of these organizations that have already been thinking this through back Mm -hmm. from the days of the GM EV1. All those old paddle chargers that were installed all over the place (laughs) that were not maintained and that went online or I should say offline. I mean, like Tesla is responsible for the superchargers. We bitch and complain about them all the time. Mm -hmm. We're not the only ones. A lot of people do if you look online. Mm -hmm. And Tesla has got to be responsive to the Mm -hmm. customer base. Mm -hmm. That is not, that's what I fear is not going to happen with this Electrify America uh, build out. And my concern is that people are going to be pissed off. They're going to be driving to, I don't know, Modesto and hit the one charger that they need to get to between the big highway and their destination. And the charger is going to be down and there's going to be no pre-warning. There's going to be no fixing it. There's going to be nobody you can call to complain. You're going to end up getting screwed out in the middle of I don't know where. I'm getting the 450 mile range. But if Electrify America, there you go. If Electrify America is being forced to do the maintenance on these things and and who's doing the oversight? Carb. 
I mean, it's a company, right? I'm telling you, like, this is the plan. Read the article and you'll kind of see all this stuff. There's other issues that comes with this because, again, most of the places, right, like, because all of the cars have kind of similar range issues, 230, 240, 250, it makes sense to kind of spread the the charging locations in the same place. And when you're out on the five in the middle of nowhere, there's only certain places that you can go. So basically, does it make sense for Electrify America to have eight or 10 charging stations right next to the same place where there's a Tesla charging station, right next to the same place where there's already an EV go station? Are you really making the network bigger in that sense? Or are you just sort of concentrating a network that's already not big enough in some way. So again, there's right. a lot of issues to think about as it pertains to this. And I think this is very difficult and 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 other issues are happening is that Electrify America is actually starting to pay rent and that's causing some issues because now grocery stores and other places are are seeing the value of the foot traffic in their stores changing to like getting rent for the parking lot situation. So there's all kinds of interesting... That's why I wanted to bring this article up. I think it's very... Interesting that now we're seeing this $2 billion investment in infrastructure and the sort of problems that it could potentially cause. And then we can get into the cost. Yeah. Yes. The, um, when Tesla decided to do a supercharger network and they were going to use a non-standard charging network, uh, I was ticked. I'm like, this is crazy. They should follow the standard. The, at the time was RJ1777777. Yeah. slow and mm-hmm. crazy. They decided to do it themselves, and now I'm so glad that they did because they built it out fast. I'm still, you know, they haven't built enough of them, and but yeah. it's way better than anybody else. So I'm so glad they did that. But I think there has to be some standardization or sharing at some point along the line. Tesla has to open theirs up. If there's other ones that are good, they should open up. But you have Chatmo, CCS, Tesla is the three big ones. Yeah. Um, cross compatibility would make all our lives a lot better. Can you imagine having gas stations with different sized nozzles that you couldn't use on your Volvo yeah. or on your Porsche? Right. What a disaster. Yeah, that would be crazy. And this Electrify America, they're building like a multi-function charger. So there's right. a charger has a CCS, has a CCS with a Chadmo, and then also has level two all on one stanchion. Right. What's the cost? Give me the electricity cost. So if you are not a member, so membership is $4. We'll do membership first. Membership is Pass Plus. There's a $4 monthly fee. If you charge at 1 to 75 kilowatts, it's 18 cents a minute. And that is regardless of the rate, of the that's charge rate. So that bad. that's a lot, well, yeah. in my Can we just opinion. stop right there? I hate these, and there's been lots of editorials about this. This is stupid. Charge by the kilowatt hour that you shove in there, not right. the rate. Right. Yeah. I want to pay for what I get. get. Right. You so, take, oh, 10 minutes. Well, mm-hmm. the rate you gave me was crap. Right. Charge by the kilowatt hour. That's right. the first thing I'd fix. Right. They're charging by the minute. So that means like the first half Although, hour, the first 15 minutes, you could be getting 30 kilowatt hours. And then the next 45 minutes, you might be getting 10 kilowatts to top your, your car off. One caveat in this, yeah. though, is we recall that when we covered how much it would cost to use the superchargers state by state, uh-huh. in some places, the people who supply you the electricity, if they are not a utility cannot charge you by the kilowatt because that would make them a utility. Mm-hmm. They have to use hourly or mm-hmm. minute Change rates. the law. So that's why you think that they're having to do Could this. Be. So they're trying to make it like a little bit Maybe they want to standardize it across over the all the markets so that they don't have to screw yeah. with the, oh, in this state, we're charging you, you know, this way. In that state, right. we're charging you that way. 
So they currently have 336 live stations with 124 coming soon. So it's a pretty good build out at this point with 1163 CCS nozzles. Their Electrify America does have a map very similar to the supercharger network. So you can see where the chargers are located. Mm -hmm. And then as you go up in power, if you are a monthly pass holder, the 350 kilowatt top end uh, charging over 125 kilowatts, 70 cents a minute. Wow. So it gets very, very pricey, potentially, yeah. you know, to, to do this. So that that does kind of freak me out a little bit about this, because like I said earlier, you're allowing Volkswagen to sort of know what their cars are coming down the pike. So they're building all of the cars that Volkswagen has announced have this capability. The Porsche Taycan can go up to, like we said earlier, much faster charge rate, which is purpose-built. This network is purpose-built for that, which is right. good, but right. they're not making very many of those cars, right? So they're building – it's just a weird – it's not a mass-produced vehicle, right? So it's it's just very, very – It's there's a lot of – getting Four hundred and fifty mile model S now, so I, I can know. just charge at home. I don't know. You tell me, man. Right, you're killing. Or me. wherever you're going to sleep for the night. But it, but it's weird because again, I think you may be right that that maybe there is a government intervention into this charge network. But I think that's just very very complicated because then. Are they going to maintain it? Who's going yeah. to be responsible? I think they have to be like utilities, it? where there have to be some private, public sort of uh, linkage in some way. But in know. California, they're even thinking about turning some of our public utilities private, right? And, right. and getting it, Don't and then that. we would take the responsibility for the fires that PG&E is currently taking the responsibility for. And just like, tell me how many superchargers opened in the last month and make me happy. For they're all sake. question oh, marks God, here. I haven't even done that. No, no supercharger update from you, Robert. How dare <laughs> no, you? No, I've been distracted. Let's, I've been looking at. Avalon properties where they might install chargers, and they're pretty expensive, these places, yeah. like in Playa Vista, Main Street, Santa Monica. They're pretty upscale properties, which makes sense. That's yeah. probably the place where people are going to have uh, electric cars. But um, yeah, superchargers. I'll take a peek at that. Let's do the next story. Let's talk about SpaceX, Robert. SpaceX next Falcon line notch set to debut the twin fairing recovery ships. And there was another article that there was a satellite photo of Miss Chiff or Miss Chiff and Mystery leaving the, the dock to get out there and get ready for tomorrow's launch. And yeah. Elon just tweeted as we speak right. that it's vertical on the pad, getting ready to go. And what's in that rocket? Satellite. 60 Starlinks. Nice. That's a pretty good amount of Starlinks. It's very good. I'm excited. Aren't you? What this time? will be the fourth reuse of this Falcon 9 booster. That's going to be a first mm -hmm. that they're going to actually use so much... Uh, it's also a reuse, I believe, of the fairings. I think this is a full reuse yeah. mission, except for the Stage 2 booster, which is not reusable on this. Evidently, Starlink satellites are a little bit more robust. They can handle a little bit more vibration mm -hmm. and maybe less performance by the fairing mm -hmm. because the other satellites that SpaceX typically launches, they need this, the, the environment within the fairing to be very controlled. And I guess if you land a fairing in the ocean and recover it, it's not as good. No, bad things some, happen yeah, to it. Like yeah. it's kind of like a persimmon that you leave out too long, <laughs> gets shriveled. Mm. But this uh, launch is going to be the first attempt at catching both fairings, which, if successful, would really increase SpaceX's turnover time. Yep. They'd have to produce, obviously, less fairings, which are about $6 million mm -hmm. a pair. Just like that man from the 1970s. Six million dollar man. Oh, yeah. 
Lee. What was his name? Lee. Lee Majors. Majors. Wow. Sergeant Major. Wow. Amazing, amazing trivia. This show is talking <laughs> hey. trivia. And so the two ships, uh, beautifully pictured in this article from Teslarati, uh, going out to sea with their big nets, they're almost indistinguishable from one another. And this launch tomorrow, which I think I put down the time, it's very 651 early. 651 PST, that's AM? 6.51 a.m., yes, our time, so mm-hmm. 3.51 on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. That launch will be the first time SpaceX reuses a Falcon 9 booster for the fourth time, mm-hmm. like you said, and may catch both fairings. So is it worth it uh, to those folks on the East Coast to wake up at 3 in the morning for about a 20-minute span and watch? No. Yes. <laughs> it's later for the people on the East it's, Coast. It's definitely oh. okay for me to get up at 6 and watch it, and I will. It's yeah. later on the East Coast, 10 on the East Coast. Oh, that's right. 6.51 on the West Coast. Oh, you're Coast. right. I'm backwards. Yeah, a little bit, but that's all right. It's an East Coast launch, 9:51. correct? 9.51. It is an East Coast launch. Yeah. I'll be at work, so I'll watch it for Unless sure. Unless you got this wrong and it's 6.51 EST, but who no, knows? no, no, no. I try and report everything in Pacific time because okay. that's all that matters to me. <laughs> That's and then, uh, and then uh, uh, Gwen Shotwell has been talking about like uh, launches, and she did like a, a Barron's Investors session, which nobody attended except for like CBS. And she had said during that um, talk mm-hmm. that quote, "We're not going to waste anything. All we'll be spending money on." Is fuel, but that's not true because the I second know. stage is not is yeah. one engine, right? Yeah, like, I it's, mean, it's not a lot, but it's enough. And it's a know. lot less than the whole damn thing, which For is sure, what yeah. everyone else is doing, wasting uh-huh. the whole damn thing. Yeah, yeah. So well, I do that with seven four sevens, right? When I fly to Sydney, they just chuck it in the ocean when it's done. <laughs> no, yeah, no. do they do? That? That's not how that works. No? I mean, yeah. it's a funny analogy. At but all. when she talked at this uh-huh. event, she showed this. Did you see the GIF, the graphic on this Tesla Roddy article? I did not. The one I put here: SpaceX president teases Starship's mm. game-changing Starlink launch capabilities. Uh huh. <sighs> It's a long name for a title of an article. At the top of the article is this GIF that shows like a clamshell, the starship. Mm -hmm. So it goes on top of the the heavy Mm -hmm. and it. Opens up like a clamshell and ex- disgorges. As if the co- like a space shuttle, the cockpit area of the space shuttle opened is kind of what it would, what it's sort of looking like from this GIF. Which yeah, kind of like a clamshell. Yeah. <laughs> well, but a clamshell would be the whole thing opening, and this is just part. Anyways, please go ahead. How many satellites can I get in it? That's like all I want to know. Four hundred. Holy potato oil. Really? Potato oil? <laughs> wow, this show, man. Four hundy? What, what did they say on Batman? Robin would always say. Holy testicle Tuesday, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> no? Batman. He would say it to Batman. Uh-huh. Uh, Holy yeah. Starlink satellites, Batman. Mm-hmm. 400 at a time. Which, if you consider the fact that the Starship and the Heavy, the booster, are completely reusable. Mm-hmm. No fairings to deal with. Mm-mm. That all they'd be paying for is fuel and the personnel to recover and restore the ships if they need any restoration. And uh, basically, that's it. 
propellant work hours and recovery fleet operations. That would be all that they would expend mm-hmm. every time they wanted to launch 400 of these satellites. Mm-hmm. And so all the they have future- to do is learn how to build a starship with the clamshell top <laughs> opening. I mean, that's, that's really, that's all they have to figure out. 2020. Is how to build something <laughs> that they haven't built yet. I mean, it's, it makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. I like it. Well, guess what's <laughs> happening on Tuesday? They're building it? No. Oh. That, okay. uh, That's Wednesday. Isn't that, is it in here? Where's the story? <laughs> it's next. Heads up. Starship will likely be is. launched again at Boca Chica on November 12th between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. Pacific with backups on the 13th and 14th at the same time. And so this is like the big launch, right? They said the next Starship launch would be to like 60,000 feet. Oh, 60,000. And landing. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your pilot. We're at 60,000 feet. I think it's five feet. kilometers. Is that right? 60,000 feet? More than that. Five kilometers? More I don't remember. Hey, Google, how many miles is 60,000 feet? 60,000 feet is equal to 11.364 miles. There you go. So maybe less 15, than six kilometers. Maybe it was 15,000 feet. Anyway, the bottom line was this is going to be a much more serious launch than the last one, which was just a hop. Mm-hmm. And this is a skip and a jump. <laughs> <laughs> this is with three Raptor engines. Uh-huh. And it sounds like very exciting. Yeah. I'm holding my breath. <gasps> <laughs> that was him dog. Did you uh, find out how many superchargers we've got? I don't care about it. No, I've else. been talking these stories. You no, guys aren't giving me a break. And I didn't. I was completely. Well, let's look. We've been going for two hours. Let's move on. Two and, hours. And let's talk about. Let's move on. Let's Holy just get Jesus. out of this whole situation. Let's just finish this thing. And, and I want to talk about uh, media picks. Do you have a media pick? It's, it's blank here on this yeah. paperwork you right know here. What it is? I would love to know what it is. I'm very, very excited. Bated breath anticipation <gasps> is so thick. Friends. <laughs> I'm in season three. It's taken a while to get through. Oh, Jesus. My media pick is friends related. Oh, yeah. Friends like us? No. no, it's about us. Yeah, no, with friends like us, who needs enemies? Is that what you're going to get at that no. one? No, for enemies. I got uh, the Apple TV Plus streaming service oh. as part of a deal, a package deal when I bought a new Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Thank you very much, Apple, for the bonus. And the morning show starring one Jennifer mm. Aniston and one Steve Carell, which is getting terrible, terrible reviews. Horrible I reviews. watched the first four episodes that were available. I enjoyed it. Oh. It's not amazing. But it's pretty good. Reese Witherspoon is on it. Very lovely. I've also Steve Carell. I have multiple media picks. So I'm just going to go just on stop for quite for a, second. a while. Just stop right there. I watched the first episode. Uh-huh. I also quite enjoyed it. And like these critics, yeah. you can never critics listen to them. Critics are so mean. They're so mean. They're just. I think it's an anti-Apple bias. Yeah. About it is. I don't know about Apple Plus. I don't know that I would want to pay for it. But as free thing, as part of I buying a too. new buying a new phone, got buying phone. an Apple TV, any device, you get a free year of Apple Plus. It turns out that Apple TV Plus costs thirteen hundred dollars. <laughs> Because that's what I paid for more. And I'm looking forward to some of the other shows and reporting back to that. But I watched all the available uh, morning shows, things, and I thought it was it was very well done. I've also been watching The Incredible Mrs. Maisel on the Amazon Prime. Excellent. That's a lovely show. And I will put a shout out. You last year gave me a gift. Yeah, of did. Masterclass subscription. Yeah. Oh, and oh, I have, no, I've watched a bunch of different things. I watched Tom Morello teach me how to play guitar, even though I don't play guitar. It was very interesting. Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine gave all of his tips. I've seen Alice Waters do cooking for the home cook. Gordon Ramsay screamed at me for like six straight shows. 
kidding. I've watched Thomas Keller cook. Watch a lot of the cooking stuff. Aaron Franklin's barbecue. I watched that. Downloaded the PDFs and recipes and stuff. So I would say out there, if you're inclined to to get master class and even just for the cooking, even though you can learn how to write comedy, write drama, write books, write scripts, leadership, all kinds of great things, master class is excellent. Did you watch my master class on there? You don't have a master class on there. Oh, that's right. I you're don't. not a master. Yeah, I'm not a master. No. That sounds. I've been wanting to watch it. I wanted to see the one all about space with um, uh, Hank. What's his name? I can't remember. Tom but, Hanks. No. Space but it was Man. like there were some really cool looking master classes that I wanted to it's see. It's really writing. well done. There's a lot of PDFs that go along with it. There's a community. So any class you take, you take with other people and they have forums that you can discuss the classes with. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you very much for the year of master what class. A, what a... What a wonderful thing I've done. You are really quite spectacular. I'm looking being. forward to my master class. I'm doing a master class on um, being wonderful. <laughs> as long as you're not becoming a master debater. Yeah, well, there's one I'm debating. I knew that was happening. <laughs> yeah, Robert, yeah. do you have any media picks? <laughs> uh, yes, I, I started funny. a book that I'm just in love with. It's called Open City by Teju Cole. It's fantastic. He's a, uh, a resident. I can't remember. I think he's psychiatry in New York. Mm-hmm. But he's talking about his uh, life experience, his observations. The, the prose is fantastic. Well, what's the deal with hospitals? It's really wonderful. <laughs> it's really wonderful. Nice. I'm only a little ways into it, but I can definitely recommend the first, I don't know, 20% of the book. Okay. I like I it like a lot. It. Very good. Let me tell you quickly about superchargers. Okay. Oh, finally. He's done his homework. Open superchargers. <gasps> this is in the last two weeks? Since our last show, October 27th. Okay. No, the drum, uh, <laughs> the <laughs> drum roll is gone. Uh, we have nine new superchargers. Oh in the U.S.? No. But we have like North Carolina, Sweden, Hong Kong. Uh, There's a new one in California, in Palo Alto. Mm. Uh, So many over there. In the UK, in Quebec, in the UK, in Victoria. So, yeah. We got one? You got one in Australia. Hungary got a couple. And so, how many are in construction, though? (gasps) Uh, 12. 150. 19. Ooh, Somewhere in the that's middle. That's pretty good. Yeah, so that's looking up. Anything in California? Um, uh, California, Roseville, California. What about Calabasas? There's also a <laughs> new construction in El Segundo. <gasps> 18 Hello. supercharger stalls, but they're the metro stalls. Oh, that's bullshit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it's helpful because I went to that Redondo supercharger, which is right next to El Segundo, and that thing is a piece of piss. Yeah, <laughs> I remember you wrote it. You, you kept sending us voxes. Oh my! I thought Lord. Mel was going to put that in the Daily Show because yeah. it was kind of funny. yeah. So did I. Yeah, but he didn't. We he send him care. all kinds of stuff, and he just disses. Yeah, us. he's just like, I got this is my show. And we have five superchargers it. that have been permitted in mm. the last two weeks, which I would rather it be five hundred, but. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to rant right now? No. No. Supercharger, permits, construction, openings are far behind where they should be yes. compared to how many cars that are coming off the road, off the line. I'm buying a 450 mile car. Joel, this is so much fun. This is the favorite part about this show for me is every week 
I am going to see if I can give Mel a reason to buy a different car than he has decided to buy. Just create so uh-huh. uncertainty. Creative another another thing that's like, oh, but you really need this. And I heard that the Model Y was going to have uh, massage seats. Well, unfortunately, of the 33 superchargers mentioned mm-hmm. in the last two weeks on supercharge.info, thanks for doing this, mm-hmm. only four list as 250 kilowatt chargers. Mm. More consternation. Mm. I know. Makes I know. It makes you very, very angry. So the patrons, if you're out there and you're out there listening to Thank this you, show, patrons. you've sent in your email addresses, your talking Tesla. Not your ARP, email addresses. Your, your physical addresses. Your physical address. addresses. Send it to right, your right, email. Right. Your physical addresses. We have those trays from RPM Tesla that we're ready to send out to you. We're going to send the first batch out to the first group of y'all. And if you do it quick enough... Maybe I can get Mark to send me another box of them. Ooh, no, it's tell Mark to stop because I don't want to send these anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we just have Mark drop ship them for us. And then we had uh, a Sacy, a self-addressed steps, blah, self-addressed stamp envelope from Joanne, okay. who was writing in Joanne, because a couple of shows ago mm-hmm. I said that we would send out a charge point activation little card that you can use at the charge point chargers and okay with that i'm going to include some talking tesla stickers a talking tesla magnet and uh i'm actually penned a letter on the talking tesla stationery that we are all three going to sign oh, to joanne tremendous joanne you got it tremendous it's all yours Woo-hoo. very very excited and uh this month's code I will sign this in a minute, is Laney 9300. L-A-I-N-I 9300 for Tom. Although I'm not exactly sure, like, how do you, you can't put the code in, you have to link to the code. There's no place to actually put the promo codes in. You have to link to that page and then check out on that page. You know what else is disturbing? You just get to do it when you buy, when you yeah. say, use this code, and okay. they'll plug it in. For right. And if you don't uh, tell Tesla and dog them that you've got an award that needs to come to you, uh-huh. they're just going to throw it away. They're not going to fulfill it. I know. It's like really disturbing. I'm I'm needing a set of wheels. I'm at like 47,000 miles on my car. Mm-hmm. And I have like a set of wheels and tires that are supposed to come to me. And I'm like, hello, anybody out there? Let <laughs> where me my, know. Where are my wheels? Can I have some wheels, please? Send them to me. Because the rims don't look good if I drive just on rims. So, Let's do the letters. Oh, yes. Oh, my. We thanked people, and now we have letters. Exciting. Yeah, I know. I've I got, know. Uh, I, let me see if I can pull this up I here. got a letter, too. I got one from Mr. Anderson. Now, on uh, the Daily Show, the short show, the other show, part of the Talking Tesla network of shows, I said in the Chinas, at Gigafactory 3, there's that other building that we don't know what they're going to create in there. And Mr. Anderson said, doesn't everybody know that that's where they're building the uh, power skates? Yeah, we reported that. And he said, Mel, your your crack reporting never ceases to amaze me. And I think Mr. Anderson... Might be making fun of me. <laughs> I thought Mr. Anderson said you're reporting from your crack. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we Mr. talked about Anderson. that on the last I know. episode. And Maybe Mr. Fact? Anderson's not a patron, so he doesn't get to hear the real stuff that oh. we talked about. Well, Mr. Anderson, everybody's saying that that's what they think it is, but nobody knows for sure. It hasn't been confirmed, Mr. Anderson. I think Tesla actually did confirm that that's what that building was Yeah, and Elon was said for. they're going to build another building alongside the Gigafactory 3 just for the Model Y. Yeah. 
So, Mr. Anderson, I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> it's all confirmed. Yes, that second building is for the batteries and the sleds. Right. Because you don't want all them car workers breathing in the lithium that's flying in the air. Right. It's a much more controlled environment. Mm-hmm. That's why they built yeah. all the battery packs for the S and the X on the second floor of Gigafactory mm-hmm. 1 in a closed space where, as well, they never allowed me to tour, which I'm very sad mm-hmm. about. So a couple of people got a tour up there, but not more. Mm-hmm. And so I got a letter uh, through Twitter by a fellow who, uh, I guess is Wall Bash, who tells me that um, he is also upset that Steve Jobs is dead, is dead. Is yeah, dead. a lot of us are. It's upsetting. Well, Steve Jobs is dead is a parody account oh, on no. Twitter. Yes. You've actually outspoken about that before. Yes. You didn't like the name of it. No. But the fact was that this was a fairly um, insightful guy who really follows the investment world and was speaking out about Tesla for a long time now. And I've been following him. I think he writes a lot of good stuff. I really enjoyed it. And then he got attacked by the Tesla uh, community, mm-hmm. uh, shorters. In fact, one fellow in particular went after him mm-hmm. and a number of times got his Twitter account suspended. And now he has been suspended for life because of, uh, a technicality basically. And so now, uh, you can go to whole Mars, one word.org. And on there, you can read the Steve jobs is dead, uh, commentary about Tesla and the investment community. And people are asking me if there's some way to contact uh, the Mars, what, what did I say it was called? WholeMars.org wants to know how they can con- contact him directly. And I don't know, but maybe he can write into the show and let us know. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, mm-hmm. this was a big show, mm. a large show, big mm-hmm. show, big show. grand show. Mm-hmm. Part of the Talking Tesla network of One shows. One of several shows. Tom, Robert, and Mel all together doing the thing. Uh-huh. Making some fun. Yeah. It's done. It's over. It's just just two hours later, just just two hours just, just goes just like right just back. flies like Uh-huh. We talked about all sorts of really very, very important and things. We, we had some insights. And we drank. A little bit. And we we spoke to each other, sometimes at each other. Often at sometimes each other. Sometimes about each other. other. And then it was over. And that. this is a free show. Uh-huh. And the only way the show can continue, can possibly can continue, is if you give us a rating and review on iTunes and it's good. Or if you become a patron, that'd be really important. That'd be very helpful. That'd be huge. That'd be large. Mm-hmm. That'd be big. Subscribe to the show. Subscribe to the show. If you're a patron, you're going to get another one of these ridiculous shows in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And you can have And you're going to get the video that I shot of the pre-show. Mm. I'm going to post that right now pre-show as soon as video. we're done. Pictures of us in our t-shirts. Naked. You can't be in a t-shirt and naked at the same time. You're a doctor, oh. for God's sakes. You should know. Like, when you say, hey, can you take your clothes off? You don't mean, like, everything but a t-shirt. Hmm. You're right, Tom. <laughs> uh, it was a pre-show, pre-show and video. and it's A just, pre-show? It was shot with an iPhone 11. Uh-huh. So you know that it's good. Yeah, it's really good stuff right there. And, uh... All right. Elon Musk just retweeted. I've got to read this retweet since it just came up. Yeah. Three power walls plus sun power solar, 33 days off grid. Nice work. 33 days off grid. Who? At his house? No, No. at some dude's house. It's some dude's story. Three power walls and Tesla solar. 33 days off the grid. grid. That's awesome. Energy independence. Democracy. Does he charge his cars? 
Don't know. Didn't read the story. It was a tweet. He only, go into he only drives two miles back and forth to uh, fascinating to uh, Trader Joe's. All right, gentlemen, I got to go find a supercharger. Ooh. No, I don't. I've been charging this whole time on the electrons. Oh, good Have for you. Have you been charging here? Yes, sir. He's been using my electrons from my son. Yeah, your son. That's, That's right. Awesome. Well, I'm doing what you want me to do, which is to, to utilize your solar power to make my car as green as possible. That's what I'm doing, Mel. You, you've asked, and I have uh, acquiesced. We are what just trying toy. to use I've got a master coil. I'm such a <laughs> <laughs> See you, kids. Bye-bye. Out.